I tell them all the time, all the time. I still ain't figured this out. I'm in it for the long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She said she got the answers. I still ain't figured this out. He say he got the cues. I still ain't figured this out, man. And welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. It's your host, Kill C. Ray. Platformcollection.com is where you'll find us, man. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the show. I got a dope one for you today. The homie Smalls Uno from the almighty Spooky Gang is in the house. Give it up to my dude real quick. We've been, um, this, this, this one has been in the works for a minute. It's like, it's like one of those interviews that everybody knew was coming. We were just setting up the perfect time. I, I thought ending uh, 2020 was a great time to, uh, to start. We're going into 2021. This dude, by far, one of the most active individuals in the indie hip-hop scene. It, Smalls, how many, how many projects did you put out this, uh, this last year? I dropped six projects. Okay, six projects. Wow. Okay, six projects, which is how many songs? Well, some was uh, there's a couple that have five joints. One have four. The villain music have four. Uh, Frankenstein had seven. Bane and Wayne had eight. Uh, the Punisher have six. Damn. And then I dropped two mixtapes too. I dropped uh, the Meeting of the Gods one and two, and the first one had five, and then the, the second one had six. Wow, man! Well, either way, um, I don't, I don't know if you caught our year end show, but you were definitely a topic of discussion. Um, yeah, I did catch that. I appreciate that for real talk. Yeah, man. I, I mean, just I mean, it was just do. You know, what I mean, R- real shit. You put in a lot of work. Um, you're also at the forefront and I know you're a humble dude, but you're at the forefront of a crew that has made a lot of noise over the last few years, really. Um, and then really this last year, it didn't seem like you guys slowed down at all. The pandemic definitely didn't slow you guys down at all. Um, and in fact, I would say that if anything, you guys probably put out more now than you ever have. Um, so before we get into all of that, um, I kind of want to, this, since this is your first time on, I kind of want to go over your history a little bit, um, catch the people up so they kind of know where, who they're talking to and where you come from. Where Where were you born at? I'm born and raised in San Diego, Southeast. I'm from Paradise Hills. Okay. Um, and uh, what kind of kid were you growing up? A fucking hell on wheels. I was a terror. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if your, par- if your parents could describe you, would they say like you were a handful at least? Yeah, man, I got that southeastern syndrome flowing in my blood. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my pops is from a, a n- another country. He's from Trinidad and Tobago, um, and then my mom's is from Virginia. So, like, I don't know. Like, they weren't like bad parents or nothing. Uh, just where my pops come from, just working and yeah. getting money. That's his focus. You know, that's the priority. And you know, he was in the military and shit. So while he's in the military, he was working a job too. So that was just more time for me to just be wild and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just crazy, you know what I mean? And then like Sick Rick is actually my big brother. He's four years older than me. So, you know, like 
just being younger, I got to roll with the older dudes all the time. So me being wild already, fucking, I guess was in older situations being fucking overly aggressive and all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing doing as young men do, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, you yeah. extra, dude, for no reason. Yeah, I, I feel like it's um I feel like it's just a coming of age with with a lot of young people, you know what I mean? Like especially when you're well, uh how was the how was your home situation? Like you, you had your older brother there, who else was in the house? Oh man, I got two older sisters and then I got three older brothers besides uh Sig Rick. I got three other older brothers. Wow. I'm the baby of the family and shit. So like everybody they was running wild. They was doing all kinds of shit. Everybody dibbled and dabbled here and there. Uh, and I just, I don't know, like, I was walking my oldest brother's shoe, uh, his fit, footsteps, before yeah. I even realized what I was doing. I mean, he was, he's from San Diego. He was gangbanging and all that shit. So a lot of people in the neighborhood knew him. So they was calling me little him by the time, you know what I mean? I realized what was going on. I was already yeah. in the middle of it. I was getting it in, you know, so. It, for Sick you, Rick, it, was just, it was just a normal part of life, basically. Yeah. Sick Rick is the savior. I could have been about 100 times worse than I, I turned out to be, but Sick Rick was the savior. He was he had a, a better head, you know what I mean, on his shoulders, and he would be like, nah, like, you're doing too much. Slow down. Like, let's go play basketball. Or, like, you know, like, I'm in the graffiti. He would be like, focus on that. It's still illegal, but He'd rather me do that than the game. And just be in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. So he'd be like, focus on the graffiti here. Like, he'd buy me markers or help me get cans. He'd take me on missions. He don't paint. He don't draw. None of that shit. But he would be right there so I can do it. You know what I mean? Just keep trying to keep me away from the street shit. So let me ask you this. Growing up, um, like, in the household, was there... Were there other people doing art? I mean, other than your brother, like, was it an artistic house? Where, where does the like music bug come from for you? Oh man. Well, one of my sisters, she was probably like the first person to play. I say, I, I don't want to call it hip hop, but like MC Hammer and shit. Like she had me yeah. dancing when I was younger. Um, I mean, my pops is from Trinidad. So we listened to a lot of reggae, dance hall, soca, calypso, still pan drum. Um, my mom played a lot of oldies and shit, Temptations and Whispers and shit like crazy shit like that. Yeah. Um, but it was Sick Rick that really turned me on to hip hop, man. My first trip to New York, cause Sick Rick is from Brooklyn. Um, oh, we wow. got different moms, uh -huh. we had the same pop, but different moms. So like, I was like eight, seven or eight when we went to New York for the first time and not that trip, but the second trip, that's when I really like just absorbed like so much about hip hop. And I remember buying like the uh, bootcamp click Smith and Wesson, the shining album, Boule $5 from the Africans on the <laughs> block in Brooklyn and shit. Like I bought that shit. And I remember he sent me 36 chambers. He sent me Illmatic. He sent me ready to die. And the infamous, those was probably like my first like full length album, like tapes and shit. Oh, wow. And I just fucking, I lived with those. That's an amazing introduction, though, right there. That, that's just some good yeah, taste. Like, he hooked you up. I, I mean, I remember my first night, like, in, in New York. We stayed up all night. We broke sunlight, and we listened to Hot 97 all night. Fucking Funk Flex. Like, just all that raw shit. 
yeah on the radio cusses freestyles i can't tell you who was on there freestyling but my mind was blown like i had never heard no shit like that before <laughs> did you feel like when you started like when hip-hop kind of seeped into your life did you feel like oh this is something i'm gonna do or were you initially like oh this i'm just a fan like i just like it i was i was just a fan what made me be like oh shit like i'm a rhyme was when i was like yo what's that book and sick rick was like oh that's my rhyme book i was like fuck you mean rhyme book like <laughs> what you mean he says, my rhyme book. Like, I write raps. I was like, word? Like, I was like, can I read it? And he was like, yeah. And I, I was reading them and I was like, damn, like, this shit is crazy. Like, again, like, boom, 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 like, fireworks going off in my head. Like, what the fuck? And I was like, can you teach me? And he was like, all right. So he was trying, he was showing me because, like, my government name is Alejandro. Uh-huh. So everybody always called me Ali. And uh, fucking, so he was like showing me how to write rhymes. I remember like first couple lines, like fucking, ah uh, shit, something like, yo, my name is Ali, and I'm from San Diego. My rap style is in Fuego. Like that was probably like the first couple shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there, like I just kept trying and trying, and then he was showing me how to freestyle, like how to just like, you know what I mean? Don't you don't gotta rush it, don't force it, let it come. And I was like, all right, I was doing that, and my pops heard us doing it. So he bought us a karaoke machine with two mics and a big ass pack of fucking TDK 90 minute blank tapes. Wow. But but at that point, are you like, I'm all in or are you still like, this is just something we do? I'm just learning. So to me, I'm looking at it like I'm just learning. You know, it's the same thing like with when I was really getting into graffiti. One of my cousins is like, you know what I mean? A uh, older head from one of the best graffiti crews in, in, in we'll say Chula Vista. Yeah. Um, he told me he wouldn't let me go right outside. No spray paint, no markers, no sticker tags, nothing. He sat me down and he made me learn how to do it. So for like mad hours out of the day, like I would just be in my black book, just practicing straight letters, bubble letters, uh, piecing styles, hand styles like tag styles until he was like, all right, I feel like you're ready now. Yeah. So then it's the same thing with rapping. I didn't even want to let nobody know what I was trying to do until I felt like I was ready. Did you, and what did that mean to you? Like, well, what did it mean to be ready? Like, what were you basing it on? Like, like how did you, how would you know? So just to where, like when I could show somebody, like, and we're still talking about a little kid. Yeah. At this time, I didn't start letting people know that I could even rap like that until I was probably like 10. And the first person was my best friend, my childhood best friend, Mastermind Guile. Uh, I took the, the tape to him and showed him the tape. Yeah. And then yeah. I, showed, I was like, look, I can even rap for you right now. And then I spit a freestyle. And he, his mind was blown. And then him and his brother started doing it, too. Damn. So it's crazy because I love to hear how people get into this because there's always so many layers to like understanding an artist. And I always feel like those first few steps like tell you a lot. You know what I mean? Like you obviously had it, it grabbed your attention in a way that no matter what, you were going to try to figure it out. Like you were like, I'm going to figure this. Someone show me how to do this. I need to learn how to do this. Yeah. I'm I'm one of those people I, I learn better from 
you showing me and letting me put my hands on it, then you giving me a fucking tutorial booklet and letting me read. Like, nah, like, as you sh- as you walk me through it, I want to put my hands on it. Yeah. So with rapping, like with Sick Rick and rapping, while he was showing, he was showing me how to do it while I was writing a rap. You know what I mean? So I'm writing it and he's telling me like, okay, so this is how you want to structure your bars and shit like that. And once I got the the gist of it, man, I fucking took off like crazy. Yeah. And I always wanted to rap. You know, I was always getting in trouble, but then I was still rapping and I was getting in trouble and I was rapping and writing graffiti and playing basketball, but getting in trouble and nothing was the one was the main thing. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. like I I put a, a little bit into everything. It sounds crazy to say, but I put energy into getting in trouble the same way I put energy into rapping and graffiti. And right, 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 right. Like, so, uh, so what made it start to focus? Like, do you remember like the path it kind of took? Because I'm I'm assuming at some point it started because it, it's always that weird point for every artist when, like, say maybe you start out with a bunch of people and everybody's kind of doing it. And then as time goes on, the people who actually are serious about it tend to like go on with it and other people go on with their lives. Right. They go, they get married, they do whatever and they go nine to five and that's it where you're, you're pursuing this thing. That's magic basically. Right. Like it's, we talk about it a lot on this show that there's only like 1% of the world that is actually able to create something and then stand in front of an audience and, and let them feel that that that's that's a very rare thing. So it's always crazy to most people around the artist when the artist goes, "Hey, this is what I want to do." Most of them are like, "What the? Why would you want to do that? Like, or can you even do that?" Do you remember the point right. when you kind of made that decision? Well, there was two points. Was, yeah, there's two. The first one was my friend Mastermind. His dad bought him a four track recorder and and a keyboard. Yeah, and he learned. He taught himself how to make beats on it and how to record on the four track. So then we recorded a song and just the process of of him playing the beat, writing the rap to the beat and then recording it, the vocals. That blew my mind. I was like, what? I'm all in. (laughs) Uh, The second thing was probably like the hundredth time I heard Biggie Smalls Unbelievable. I don't know why, but it was just that one that last that hundredth time. Bam. I was like something in my head was like, yo, I can fucking do this. Yeah. I was like, I can do this. So then I was like, all right, bet I'm going to do it. So I made it a point to every day, write one rap. I had a rap book every day, write one rap. And I filled that fucking book up with mad raps. Yeah. 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 When you were, when you were started writing, cause you said it was like a process for, for you to start letting like other people know that you're rapping what was the first time you remember being in front of what you even if it was small whatever but where you were like oh shit i'm about to perform a rap in front of somebody like did you remember that it was like sixth grade elementary school like me and my me and mastermind fucking hanging out with his brother was older so the older kids would come over and we were all together and then Next thing you know, like he like started to freestyle a little bit and then his brother jumped in and then like I could feel like my adrenaline kicking in and I was like, Oh I'm gonna gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And as soon as his brother stopped, I just jumped in, pow. Yeah. And fucking just started going, you know, fucking 
but even then, like, we were kids, so, like, it wasn't like I spit, like, the craziest shit, uh, but the time where I spit some shit to where people were like, yo, you're fucking sick as fuck, I was 14, we were downtown by Horton Plaza, out front of Horton Plaza. Which is, uh, downtown San Diego. Downtown yeah. San Diego, and, uh, some dude, random dude, it was me, Sick Rick, and probably, like, three other cats that we was really cool with. Man, I wasn't even supposed to be outside, like, I was on probation and all kinds of shit, but... We was out there, and this dude just comes up, and he was like, yo, y'all rap? And everybody was like, yeah. He was like, you want a battle? Oh, we wow. were like, who? And he was like, I don't care any of y'all. And everybody was like, well, then rap. Go ahead. And he spit. And I could just, while he was rapping, I was just, I was rapping in my head. And I was coming <laughs> up with lines in my head, but I was looking at the, what he was dressed. And I, like, I remember that day. I never forget it. I even mentioned it in the song. I was saying, like, oh, like, a lot of y'all say y'all y'all the illest, but I don't remember seeing y'all downtown in front of Horton Plaza in those ciphers. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of ciphers that pop down there. You know, like, especially in the 90s, you wanted to hit the cityscape. Yeah. Because it was, it was New York-esque. Right, 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 right. So right. everybody that rapped or wrote graffiti or whatever was downtown all the time. But anyway, yeah, I remember that shit. Like, I spit, and I was spitting at him. And, I mean, I'm a heavy Wu-Tang head, so, like, the the thought of being intricate with my rhymes is A1. That's that's first thing. Like, I'm never going to say no basic shit. I'm going to try and put a spin on it and disguise shit all the time. Yeah. And so I remember doing that shit, man. And then even that dude was like, damn, that was dope. And everybody, like, the whole night was like, oh, shit. Like, Sick Rick kept punching me in the back. Like, that was fucking ill. Like, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So after that, I was like, okay, now when I write my raps... I'm gonna make it a point to be extra, like extra lyrical. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and then you were hooked because you knew you felt that oh, energy. You knew the thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so um, for people who don't know, um, you're affiliated with um, a crew, a collective called Spooky Gang, um, uh, and there's a lot of members in it. Um, can you kind of, can you kind of talk about like the start of that, like how that came about and where well, we're at now? Well, I say it's been like, I think we're coming up on our third year now. Okay. Uh, yeah. It started in 19, 2019. Was it 19? Yeah, it was 2019. Uh, me and Nimi, uh, I met Nimi. Uh, I seen him. He performed at the Benny the Butcher show uh, when the, Benny came down to the Pier Platinum, the little club on the backside of the strip club. Uh, right, I, met right, Nimi, right, right. I met Rick Scales that night and I met Box Cutter Max that night. Shout out to them. Um, but yeah, fucking, we just hit it off immediately. So then on IG, you know, I would just start hashtagging spooky. You know what I mean? In any of my posts, it's hashtagging spooky and say, oh shit, it's about to get spooky. And, spooky season and nimi was doing the same thing so for really it wasn't nothing it was just us putting hashtags in our posts yeah yeah um and then we went to we was both at i think it was like the second or third sd music room that yazzy held mm -hmm. and we were sitting there just talking to each other about it and he was like yo like we could do something with this like people are already picking up on it like people are already asking us what what spooky. is it like, yeah i remember it? Yeah, i remember so, he was like, we can run with it. And I was like, well, what do you want to do with it? And he was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't want to start like a rap group, but a crew, a rhyming crew is ill. Because to me, you know, coming from the graffiti world, 
being yeah. a part of a crew was a serious issue. Like it was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I'm I'm this person, but I'm attached to this crew. Yeah, this so is what I rep. If the crew is ill, that means the person's gotta be ill. Right. You know, so I was like, I'm with it. So then we were like, call it spooky gang. All right, fuck it, we'll call it spooky gang. So that's how it originally started, right there at uh the second or third SD music room that Yazzie held. Which and, and at that time, who was who, who was in at that time? Like that that you could say like was all right, this is who Spooky is. Me, Nimmy, Yazzie, Sick Rick, Speakeasy, and India K. Okay. Those are the first ones. And then at that time, did every did you guys have an understanding of like, yo, this is what it is, or was it like we all kind of rep? We just got each other's back, more or less. I feel like it was it was more like we all just got each other's back. You know, uh, I'm dope, you dope. Let's yeah. just keep our, our pace going. Let's keep our progress up and only elevate, not decrease. Yeah. Uh, as far as like a, like a meaning to being spooky, I don't think we really had it yet. You know, and, and shit like that comes, man. You know, it, it happens mm-hmm. where like people are part of something, but there's we it, it got popping so fast. I don't think we really got a chance to really establish too much, you know? And then yeah. I, and it's partially probably, uh, I won't say my fault, but you know, uh, people that I thought were dope and I thought had the same, had a strong work ethic and would take it. I won't say super serious, but would take the responsibility. Be like, yeah, no, nah, I'm spooky. I'm gonna hold it down. I started adding them. I was like, you know, like you want to be down. Like we got red scales down and, um, box cutter max and shit, excuse me. Um, seven Octobers. Um, you know what I mean? And then skinny Vinny and Apollo and Wayne mm-hmm. and shit. You know what I mean? And so like, we just really started rounding everybody up and shit. And then at that point I was like, Oh yeah. Like we could, I was like, you got RLK fresh state and spooky gang in San Diego. I was like, yo, yeah. that's great company. I was yeah. like, that's great company for us to step into, you know? Yep. So, I was looking at it like that. So everything for me was like awesome. Like, oh, I'm representing all the time. And shit, it was perfect because I got that Bane Raps beat. And then I made technically the first spooky anthem. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then I remember, because I remember it, and you're correct about it growing quickly and spreading quickly. Because I remember hearing it at Hip Hop Wins. Shout out to Kali. Um. I would see, I would hear you guys at Hip Hop Wins, and then I think your guys, you guys did a collective performance. I remember one night, and uh, it felt like it was a real coming of age for you guys, like where it was a, it was almost like here we are once, you know what I mean? And and the whole, it seemed like for Hip Hop Fest, yes, and everybody was, everybody had you guys back. It it was really dope to see. Um, I think everybody was really proud of seeing something grow out of the scene. That was, you know, like a brand new thing, especially. Um, and then uh, you it's it's crazy because you have like this. I feel like you have like um, a, a like and desire to stay out of the box. Right. Like you don't really like to be boxed into anything. You like to push the limits when it comes to your music, to your art. Um, and then you attract other artists like that too spooky, like a seven Octobers who I find super interesting, right? Like, you know, seven yeah. is our, she's our people. We also know her as yeah. one of the hardest working people I've ever met period. 
Um, but, but seven is definitely, and I've talked to her about this personally, like seven is like a polarizing character, right? Like where not either. I know there's people that really, really love her shit. There's people who don't like her shit at all. There's people who don't understand what she's doing. And then there's people that she's way over their head. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you were one of the people who early on saw it. Like you saw something in her. And, and I always, I always find those stories interesting because as a leader, like you already start, you kind of already had an idea of at least the type of character you wanted around you. Can you speak a little bit about that? Like how you went about like kind of recruiting people and, and how people got down? Genuine man. Like yeah. just looking for genuine people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I lived a fucking crazy life. So I've been around a lot of people that, you know I mean? They smile in your face for so many days, weeks, months, years, and then the first sign of fucking shit not going right or going their way or whatever, fucking that smile go away, and then you find out, like, oh, this is how you are. And I'm not saying that's about anybody that is spooky or was spooky. I still got love for everybody. There's no bad blood for anything like that. Everybody grows. Everybody grows, and everybody grows at different fucking speeds. So some people grow at a a pace where, you know what, I need to step away from this to keep doing this, and that's totally fine. Um, But, yeah, with Seven, I saw it. Like I was like, man, she's ill. She's dope. She's dedicated to the scene. And I was like, she's she wants to rhyme. Like, I could tell she wants to rhyme. And the way I look at it, I'm like, put her around ill rhymers. And she will only become an ill rhymer. That's true. Yeah. So I was like, you know, not like I threw my arm around her shoulders and was like, fuck that. Come on. But I put it, I extended the fucking invitation and she took it. And from there I was all, anything she ever needed out of me, she can get it. You know? Yeah. I never, I didn't force anything on her. I just would let her know if you need my help with anything, let me know, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And she, she credits you a lot, you know, for, cause I think it's, I mean, you remember being a young artist and first starting out. And like, I think that initial belief counts so much, you know what I mean? Like, especially she already respected you as just an artist period. And then for you to, to extend that hand, which I mean, bro, you know, being in the scene that it's rare and the people who do that, we all know each other. And that's rare. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it's because it's so rare um, and that's unfortunate. But it luckily seven linked up with you and that sparked, you know, her interest in a lot of different things. Um, but but it was also the belief. I think there's something to be said about like your technique in the belief in that. I, I agree with you. Like she had all the other components she just needed to be around more people and more art and learn because she's a young artist, you know, but she's a seasoned person. You know what I mean? Like she knows what she's doing. She knows that she, she's not looking to find herself. She knows who the fuck she is, you know, like, and I think that's super dope that you saw that early on. And that's a credit to you and a credit to spooky that, and that's why you guys are still making a name and still evolving. I think because, because of shit like that, you know what I mean? Like people get afraid of taking chances and you guys yeah. are not. That's the one thing I can say about you guys for sure is you guys are not afraid of taking chances at all. Hell no. Nah. Yeah. And then plus like with seven, her blog is called nightmare on Sedgwick Avenue. Yeah. I know Sedgwick Ave. That's in the Bronx. That's yeah. where cool Herc 
yeah. live. That's his building. Like it's the birthplace of hip hop. That's hip hop. Yeah. So to me, when I heard that, I was like, oh shit, she knows. Yeah. Like, she knows. Okay, cool. I like that she knows. That means when she listens to the music, she's not listening from a biased standpoint. She's listening from a hip hop standpoint. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that because that's how I am. That's how I teach my son. My son is 13. I teach my son. Go ahead, listen to the new age shit, but you got to learn this. Yeah. Dude, yeah. You got to know Mob Deep. You got to know Biggie. You got to know Nas and Jay Z. You got to know KRS, Guru, Premier. You got to know these guys in order for you to know these guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you know how they, how they got there. Exactly. Yeah. Why they're making so much money off of what they're doing. Because yeah. of these guys, if it wasn't for Rakim and Big Daddy Kane, you know what I mean? Like, nah, like there wouldn't be these other guys. Dude, so now he's got this outlook. You know? Yeah. Go ahead. Let, let's talk a little bit about um, what you are thinking, because I know you're you're a thinking man. Um, so I know that you're plotting your year already and you've probably been plotting your year for some time. What? Yeah. What are you hoping – be your own manager right now and go, this is what I want to see out of Smalls Uno this year. This is what I need to see out of Smalls Uno this year from your standpoint. Oh, did we lose him? We might have lost him. Stand by. Platformcollection.com, that's where you'll find us. We'll get him back up. Yep. There he is. Okay, he's back. Um, yeah. So, so tell us what you got. What do you What are you thinking? What do you want to see out of yourself? Like, what do you What are you pushing yourself to do this year? Uh, number one thing is go harder. Yeah. Uh, I got this this motto. I feel like because I don't do this shit for money. Mm -hmm. I get up and I go to work every day. That's how I get paid. That's how I have to pay my bills and take care of my family. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't do music for money. I do music because I love to do music. I love rhyming. Yeah. The craft of it. So I feel like if I put out enough music. At one point, somebody's going to hear one song and they're going to be like, yo, I love that fucking song. Let me go back and see what else he got. Damn, he got all this music. And then they're going to just take it all in and they're going to spread the word of it. And then everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, Small Zuno is ill. And then they're going to start listening. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let me just go ahead and feed it now. I'm going to just put out all this fucking music. I'm going to write and put out all this fucking music and come up with all these ideas. You know, Dope. I love art. I love comics. So I'm going to, I love the villains. So boom, I'm going to do the villain music series where I pick a villain and do a whole project, bring them to life and cross That's the villain with me and bring them to life. You know, uh, and I feel like at some point, somebody else that loves the villains from comic books is going to hear one of them and be like, this is fucking crazy. And then they're going to listen to it. They're going to love it. They're going to spread the word. They're going to be like, I can't wait for the next one. And then from there, Sig Rick's going to get more known as Seven and Sham and Rockley and Mackie. And you know what I mean? Everybody is going to start getting more known. You know what I mean? I'm getting piggy myself for everybody else. Yeah, 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 and, and it's and it's it seems that way. It seems like you're definitely um, one of the people in the crew who seems to like jump into the lake first or test the water first. Um, do you feel like what do you? I mean, you're on. You, this is a, your platform right now. What do you? What do you want to see from your your crew? If you're talking to your crew directly, 
what do you need to see from them this year for you to be satisfied? I just want to see them add on to what they already been doing. Everybody is they're man, they're they're great people. Like I can never be more happier. Like they all work, they all mesh well. Like Sham and Rockley coming together and doing that Shamrock project, like that was amazing to me. Yeah. Like yeah. I loved that. You know what I mean? I didn't I didn't even want to well, I, I did want to ask if I could spit a sixteen <laughs> but <laughs> But I did it. I was like, you know what? I just want them to do what they're doing. I just want to see the outcome. Yeah. Like, that's it. I just want to see the outcome because I know it's going to be dope because I know they're going to push the envelope. They're going to let people know, like, we're here. Yeah. yeah. Open your ears, close your mouth and open your ears. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a bad thing. You got a lot of people that do a lot of fucking talking and they're not paying attention. You know, I remember the days when people dropped music and you got feedback. You know what I mean? Good or bad, you got feedback. But it came with some sort of critique in it to where that helped you for your next project. Now you get you don't even get feedback. People don't say shit. Yeah, yeah. They ignore you like you're not even here. Yeah. And that's another reason for the ghost. Because I felt ignored for so long. Think about it. Yeah. I'm a San Diego kid. I'm from Southeast San Diego Paradise Hills. But when I rap, I get and man, I get a lot of people tell me I sound like MF Doom. I sound like Prodigy. I sound yeah. like Ghostface. And, you know what I mean? And not not my voice, but my flow style. You know? Yeah, your presence. For years, people wouldn't give me the time. They I open my mouth and the first word, "Hey yo," and they'd be like, "Ah," oh, they shut me off. Oh, you you think you're from New York? No, nah, I don't think I'm from New York. <laughs> but, that's where my love for this comes from. Yeah, yeah. My craft was formed from a Brooklyn, a person from Brooklyn. How could you expect me to learn how to do this from him, but sound like, I don't know, like fucking G Perico? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't do that. Yeah, and I like G Perico's music, but I can't rap like him. Yes, I can. But I choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel it's, I feel it's, uh, Man, it's hip hop, baby. I feel like it's better. It's more hip hop to bring your real life, uh, bring some real life situations to the table. Do it in rhyme form. Make people think. Like my wife tells me all the time, I don't want to listen to your music. You make me think. I just want to listen to music and have fun. And I'm like, you know what? I don't. I'm not mad at that. That's cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're one of those people that want to have fun. Yeah. But I'm not. Yeah. I that's, ain't even got to. That's not what comes out of you. With my music. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I ain't got to that part yet. I'm still going through all the fucking turmoil. You know what I mean? I feel that. When you listen, there's there's shit hidden in there, but you got to pick it apart and find it. I can't just give it to you. You got to go and find it. Yeah. You you seem like you have a love for like prose and writing and and storytelling and and movies because there's your your shit is very cinematic. There's always a cinematic feel to everything you do. Is it do you have aspirations at any time? Like, if the opportunity popped up to get to do like more in that area of like acting and like you know, does that shit attract you? Is that something that you're like, yeah, I I fuck with that? Yeah, I'd love to act, I'd love to be because I mean, I'm a fucking little guy, man. I'm a five foot seven. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still look look like I could be in high school if I wanted to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you shaved, yeah, I love to be the bully in a 
fucking high school movie or TV <laughs> show. Let me be the bully. Let me fucking punk somebody, put them in a locker or some shit. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. that shit, no problem. You know what I mean? Uh, I like books. I like to read. And I like to create shit that I can relate to. So mm. I'll, I would read so many books or I'd watch so many movies. And then next thing I know, I got a fucking notepad and I'm writing my own story. I'm writing my own book coming up with characters and uh, real life situations and scenarios and just putting, bringing it to life on these pages. Like I enjoy doing that shit. Like, yeah. Do you feel like, do you think that in your future as an artist, you feel like more than rap will be there? Like, would you feel like, you know what, I'm probably going to branch out at some point. Like, or I have a desire to branch out graffiti book graffiti painting maybe or because i could definitely see you getting into painting and, and adding that as part of your brand you know what i mean and selling paintings definitely like a, a fictional book mm, yeah like i a, can see like that novella yeah you know i mean like how prodigy did the novellas like i i could see that i mean i got i could definitely see that i got two of them in the closet that aren't finished one's at three chapters and the other one's at six chapters wow you know what i mean but I don't oh, know. we gotta see I that, just, dude! You gotta let you gotta set that free. We need to see that. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, where do I go? And this—that's okay. So, with the writing of the stories, that's the hard part. Yeah. Because with a rap, I know how to close out a 16 bar verse. Right. I don't know how to close out the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole nother because beast. I can't write it if I can't visualize it. If I can't close my eyes and visualize what's happening in the story, I can't put words to the paper. And it's the same thing with the raps. Once I, I hear the beat, okay, the beat is dope. What am I going to do to it? What does the beat pull out of me? You know what I mean? And the beat will pull out a topic, and then I'll fucking go and create the cover because I do all my own cover art. So I'll go and create yeah. the cover. Regardless if it's for a single or for a project, I'll go create the cover. Now, that illustration of the art that I've created, that is what fuels the lyrics. Like, oh, okay. And then it kicks my brain into this position where I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. And then I just start writing and shit. And then I just start getting lost in the fucking writing. And then I got to reel it back in. Like, damn, I wrote all these fucking bars and shit. That's way more than 16. It's to the point now to where my when I write... If you looked at one of my raps, you'd be like, that's not 16 bars. And I'd be like, yeah, it is. It's 10 bars here. But when I rap it, it's 16 bars. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So that's dope, though, because, um, yeah, I feel like you telling stories in other forms is going to be like a natural progression for you. Because, like, I, I was aware that you, you you create a lot of the artwork in Spooky Gang, actually, and a lot of the a lot of it's coming out of your mind. In fact, there's if for people who are listening to this where podcasts are found, you can watch the video version. We got some covers up right now and uh but there's just different things i think that there's that's proof that there's more that wants to come out and that rap's not uh, probably enough for you as an artist it's probably not enough it's probably a huge part but it's just not enough because you probably want to say more things in more ways i'd love to see you write something man i would love to see you write something you know that's like when i seen run rick run like i bought that shit and i got the beer but i just bought it for the movie for one, I wanted to support, but for shout two, out to Parker Edison movie. Yeah, shout yeah, out Parker, I loved it. And then I was like, "Where was I at when they were doing this?" For one, for two, I was like, "Oh my god, I could put the illest spin on this." Like, 
and then my again my brain's like boom 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 and i'm seeing it and i'm like all right chill 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 chill, chill. like just reel it back you know what i mean relax but i got i get excited with this shit because i love this shit. i'm passionate about this shit like yeah i really be wanting to rap on everything you know what i mean i think that's why me and indian k get along so well is because well one of the reasons because we both just enjoy rapping on shit yeah like, yeah him when he started doing the talkie shit k series i thought it was dope as fuck because at the same time i started pulling out my pulling tracks from my vault yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, me and yep. Rick got an extension I remember. vault. I didn't even, I didn't even finish. I still got way more songs that could get pulled out. I just stopped because I just kind of felt like people weren't paying attention. I felt like it was too much. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. Look, so this is one of the <laughs> this is one of the dope things about having artists on this show because I think one of the things that we can definitely do a crappy awesome is give you perspective of from people who you know part of our job is to pay attention like we're we're not the ones that don't pay attention we pay attention to everything um and i can tell you this dude it's working whatever you're doing is it's working and i think that it's i think as long as you stay the course you're going to get everything that you want because at some point no matter what and you know this you know this by now and i know that the members of your crew know this cuz i've spoken to them individually at times but we all kind of know that once you're in at certain levels of this you realize that the hustle part is way more important than the talent part because the talent part everybody's talented at a certain level <laughs> like at a certain level yeah. everybody's fucking dope so yeah. At, at the thing that sets everybody apart is the is the actual hustle and the output, and that's something you seem to have mastered over this past year. So it's going to be really dope to see you like apply it now. I think I said that in, in the in the year end thing. Like I'm excited to see what you do with this now because I'm telling you from conversations behind the curtain, you're in those conversations. You know what I mean? So people know the right people know who you are. The right people are starting to talk now that you got their attention, it's almost like, yo, now we want to see that first round knockout. Like now we want to see him put some shit on display. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. and, and that's to your credit dog. So if you ever needed to hear it, I'm telling you, I'm giving you your roses right now. It's working. Yeah, you work. You've earned that. it. You've earned because it. I, I for damn sure sometimes be like stewing with myself. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I can't lie, you know, like on the Frankenstein, like everybody laughs and they're like, Nimi and Kay, they're like, I love that song, The Pillage. And I'm like, that song came out of anger and frustration. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like flat out, there's nothing more to it. I was pissed off. I was like, yo, like, oh, ain't nobody paying me no attention. Watch, watch. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And the best way for me to do it, the best way, because remember, like I said, man, I'm, I grew up wild and to be 35 years old right now and to be married and have three kids and be living this life. None of this was expected. Yeah. 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 So yeah. To be here. I'm appreciative. So for me, I'm going to go crazy on the, on, on the music. I'm going to, I'm going to use the music to let my anger and my aggressions out. No matter if I'm sad, pissed off, confused whatever i'm gonna do it in the music because it's healthier for me to do it that way than the other way yeah um that's dope that's dope then i hope you get super i get you i hope you get super frustrated because i want to hear a bunch of more shit uh, dude let me tell you something yeah i got so i'm I'm gonna say it because i don't it's all coming 
Yeah. Apex is coming this year. That's going to be the first album, solo album from Small Zuno this year, Apex. Joe. And the story behind that is I thought of doing the Apex album before I finished doing the Beast Mode album. The Beast Mode album was the first album in 2019. I just kept coming up with these pro- ideas for different projects. And my son, every year, I mean, not every year, but every project, yeah, we ain't going to do Apex. Yeah, we ain't going to do Apex. We ain't going to do Apex. And then finally, this time around, he was like, no, you got to do Apex. He said, let me do the cover for it. And I was like, all right, go ahead. So while he's drawing, I fucked around and jumped on the app and I did my own cover for it. But then I got, I had got all these beats and I was like, well, these are beats from a producer I ain't worked with yet. So let me knock some of these songs out. So I just started writing these songs and then boom, I come up with a couple songs and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do Apex. Wow. Wow, so that's coming. How how soon are we getting it? Well, it was I planned on dropping it before the end of this month, uh, but due to some some bullshit that went on in the hip hop scene recently, I gotta reel it back. I gotta take a song off and recreate something to put something new to put on there. So okay, um, hopefully February. February, I'll, I'll have it. You know, but then. You got Spooky Mask coming, and that's a project between me, Sick Rick, and Yellow Balaclava from the UK, and then like a slew of UK producers. Right. You guys did that, the, uh, the Rockers. We did the Rockers. Um, which is one of my favorite the songs. And the Jigs is Up. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. You guys heard the Rockers and the Jig is Up. Those are yeah. the two songs that have came out so far. Um, other than that, you know, me and Sick Rick are coming with Gruesome Twosome 2. That's coming too. Right on. All That's these dope. projects are on the cusp of being done already. Oh wow! Like they're they're all one or two songs away from being done, and I don't mean like rap and record. I mean mix. So yeah, oh, so done, 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 done. Yeah, and then not only that, but I'm gonna do a meeting of the gods three. That's coming. That's halfway done. Woof. <laughs> And this is the, and this are you are you thinking that most of this shit that you're talking about is coming out before summer? All of this should be out before mid-April. Wow. Wow. That's a oh, lot. Spooky Gang Project Rotten Veggies. That's the one. I'm waiting on that. That's that's coming too. And then me and Dustin Diggin are going to do the spawn tape to add on to the uh, the villain music series. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be super dope. I, I think you should sell yeah. the villain, the villain series as like um, a collectible series. I think that would be super I dope. Should. I was thinking I about that. I thought about fucking doing vinyls. I thought about like getting them all pressed up in the vinyls. Yeah, that'd be you fun. You know, like how like the Beatles has like the fucking thirty years of the super collections. Yeah, the, the super collection of all their albums in one case, and they're all vinyl. I was like, I should do that with the villain music. But the way I fucking think. Before I even get the vinyl order sent to me, I probably came up with like two more fucking villain music projects. <laughs> <laughs> well, let them roll, bro. I, I'm excited for it, man. Um, like I said, I, I uh, every people are watching. I, I think what you've done um, speaks for itself, and I think that's why people are watching, which makes it even doper, right? Like that's because that's earned. Um, and and I want everybody to support you at Smalls Uno. Just the way it sounds, Smalls Uno at Instagram. Go there, support my dude, run up his plays, 
follow him uh, and then watch the journey this this next year uh, trust me my man isn't a dude who says shit and then it doesn't happen he's saying this shit because nah, nah, it's because nah. <laughs> it's probably happening tomorrow he's that's really what it is it's like he's saying this shit we're behind he's so he this shit is almost done dude dude thank you so much for being on the show um i want nah, you to come back now, now that you're on so let me tell you the rules now that now that you're a crappy awesome alumni one the door is always open, so any project you ever have to promote, all you got to do is pick up the phone, call Eddie, book your date, you're in. Um, and now and, – and everything that you post um, or you need us to post, we'll post for you over at Crappy Awesome as an official alumni of Crappy Awesome. Dude, so thank you so much for your debut. This is not the last time you guys will hear or see Small Zuno. I guarantee it. He'll be back multiple times this year alone. Um, promoting yeah. projects and then follow spooky gang right spooky gang 619 is it is it on instagram what is it yes uh, spooky gang 619 okay uh, perfect everybody man follow everybody follow the whole squad uh we do our best to keep the spooky gang page updated with everything that's coming out but as you can tell we do so much it's kind of hard to keep it up um but yeah man everybody man tap in with all of us fuck with all of us fuck with sick rick he's got shit up his sleeve that Personally, to me, I feel like he's the illest rapper in the world, but I'm biased. That's my big brother. That's my rap sensei. That's uh, sick, sick Miyagi. Um, but yeah, tapping with us, man. Thank you, Kill C, Platform Collection, OG Hip Hop, Eddie, everybody in the building, man. Thanks for fucking with me. Y'all always show me big love. And that will continue, my G. Um, that will continue for sure, man. Um, shout out to you. Shout out to the whole crew. Um, and like I said, everybody... Look for Spooky this year. I have a feeling this is going to be a really, really big year for him. If I'm putting money down, I'm definitely putting money down on this crew. So do that. Check them out. Um, and 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 by all means, I, am I biased? Yes, I am fucking biased. This is a homegrown crew of some of the illest individuals out there. Um, and that's really dope. And it speaks levels for um, the types of relationships we try to keep amongst each other too, man. So it's really dope, man. Thank you so much, dude. We'll see you again soon. Um, right, shout to you, know G. Y'all know the motto? Y'all know the motto? Everything's spooky. There it is, my friend. There it is. That's Small Zuno, man. What else can I say? Um, my dude is, is is a real one for sure. He's a dude who's been putting in work um, over this last year. He was one of my picks for people you should watch coming into this year. So um, I'm standing by that. I'm standing by that. I want you guys to go out there, um, support my dude. Uh, and then investigate Spooky. If you don't know what Spooky is, investigate it. See see how it how it works. The many parts. Sham Black, my dude, Sham Black. He's gonna be coming up on the show show soon. Um, he's killing it. And the one of the things that I love about them um, is the diversity of sound. None of them sound the same. So um, you know how we get down at the Fresh Day. We love that shit. So I love that shit about Spooky. So go check them out. Platformcollection.com. If you're listening to this anywhere podcasts are found. You can go over to YouTube at Platform Collection or at Platform Collection on Instagram um, and watch the video version. Uh, as soon as you, if, if you're hearing this on podcast, then it's already out. So we'll see you guys next time. Uh, take care of each other. Cover your mouth. I'm in it for the I'm long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She said she got the hands. I still ain't.